eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. It is time for another edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast, also heard on the radio on the Bet in Las Vegas. Thanks for joining us. It's cut down day in the NFL for the Raiders. The Raiders have already made cuts. You've already heard about those. They're going to be happening. We're going to see things come out throughout the day. And we'll be here to talk about it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can find Silver and Black today. Put on the auto download. That way, every time we publish a show, it'll be right there for you. And I say we because I'm your host, Scott Branson, along with my co-host, Mr. Mo Moten. Mo is the national senior NFL writer for Bleacher Report, where you can find his work and I highly recommend that, as well as following him on Twitter. As long as you're not a cheesecake lover, you can follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. That's Mo Moten. I am at LV Gully. The show is SNB Today. Okay, Mo, big day for a lot of guys around the NFL. Some dreams come to an end, or some are at least altered for a bit, and then some dreams come true today as the Raiders will release their 53-man roster. You released your final uh, on Monday up on sportsnot.com, which people can read if they want to catch that really quick. Uh, but the news over the weekend, and we're going to get to that in a second, but the news over the weekend, we didn't really have a lot of time to go into it on the post-game show, Mo, which was the return of Josh Jacobs. Of course, it's a big deal. Josh Jacobs, one-year, $12 million deal, some bonus, bigger bonus up front, some incentives built into that contract. And for those asking the questions about the franchise tag, yes, the Raiders still would 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 be able to franchise tag Josh Jacobs next year uh, at the higher rate, which we'll talk about in a second. But the Raiders get their guy back into the facility on Sunday. They even put video together to show him getting his new number eight jersey. All the PR, 
that they'd want on that one. But Mo, it's 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 hard to signify. I mean, we talked about the market for the running back, why the Raiders were smart not to give in too much on that. At the same time, from a football perspective, talk about what this means for this team with what the weapons they have, with an offensive line that has solidified nicely. Yes, there's still some question marks, but overall finished the season strong and I think is a little underrated. What's the significance of his return for this team with a new quarterback and so on? I know the running back market is down right now, but I I said this on social media. I think this is a win for both Josh Jacobs and the Raiders. Obviously, the Raiders get Josh Jacobs back anytime you get the rushing champion from the previous year back in your lineup. That's definitely a win. Uh, the running game, which we'll get to later in the show, hasn't been anything special to anything to write home about with Zamir White leading the way. We'll t- I won't crush Zamir White. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but the Raiders are... are are spending the fifth most cap dollars in 2023 on their offense. They're behind, I believe, Cleveland, Detroit, Cincinnati, and I want to say Baltimore. Baltimore. Those are the four teams ahead of of the Raiders when it comes to spending cap dollars on their offense. So while there's concern about the defense, the offense still has enough weapons to score a lot of points this uh, this upcoming season with Devontae Adams, with Hunter Renfro, with Jacoby Myers. As long as Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy, the offensive line does its job and improves on, on a solid year from last year in pass protection, and now Josh Jacobs back in the fold. From Josh Jacobs' perspective, this is a win simply because his base, the base for his one-year deal is $11.8 million. Now, he can make, as you said, up to $12 million with $200,000 in incentives added, added on to that. So he got more than what Saquon Barkley got on a modified mm-hmm. franchise tag, because that's what this is. It's it's not a multi-year deal because a lot of people are going to say, I thought the Raiders couldn't come to an agreement with Jacobs after the deadline. It's He can't sign a multi-year, multi-year deal at this point until 2024, but he can, the Raiders can modify or come to an agreement with him on a modified franchise tender, which is what this is. It's $1.7 million over the initial base. It was, the initial tender was $10.1 million. He's going to get $11.8 million regardless. And as I said, the $200,000 in incentives are added on i don't know what those essentials are but it's yep. a win for him as i said a win for the raiders as well it is absolutely and you look at some of the reports that are out there i know uh, uh pro football talk talked about the erroneous number there's been some folks out there there's been a story floated from a inside source which you know you just never know folks that said that jacobs turned down a 26 million dollar two-year contract in july which was fully guaranteed with this deal for 12 plus what he'll make over the next couple years, even on a franchise tag, he would make about 26 million, but it's not guaranteed. So there was some sort of, hey, being critical of the agent, who knows if these are agents vying to try to steal Josh Jacobs away from another agent. But uh, pro football talk through their source at the Raiders said this was not true. Uh, and in fact, if you look at it, um, he will get $25.96 million over the next two years. Uh, if they tag him next year, they could let him walk because he has a one-year contract at this point. So they could let him walk or they could exercise that tag on him. Uh, and that's what's interesting about this because I heard a lot of people say, well, this has been bad PR for the Raiders. This has been bad PR for Josh Jacobs. For those of us who cover the team a lot, Mo, I, I never had any concern that Josh Jacobs wouldn't be there. I think he's coming in a week earlier than I anticipated, and no wonder. They sat down over dinner in Las Vegas, and they hammered out a deal. That's why I think people in general look at this, and they take it much more personally 
uh, than, than even the people involved. And so you have to let these things, it's a business. You have to let these things evolve. And certainly Dave Ziegler, I think, and Josh Jacobs' agent, I think they both played this hand pretty well. Sands, okay, some of the tweets and social media, that's just a generational thing. But overall, I think both sides handled themselves very well throughout the process. Someone on this show, when the holdout started, I believe someone on this show said Jacobs will return a week or two before the regular season. Correct. I, I'm not saying who, but it might have been a, a fellow on the show with a little bit of melanin in his, in his pigment, in his skin complexion. Yeah, the, the guy who's got uh, his own T-shirt. Yeah, that guy. I know. <laughs> I know. Might have been that guy. Yeah. The other thing is I retweeted a video where you spoke on the whole subject. You spoke on it for about a minute and a half, and you and you basically nailed it. And and we both said it on the show that we're not really concerned with Josh Jacobs reappearing or rejoining the team before the regular season, we were always of the belief that Josh Jacobs would be back. It's just a matter of when, because we made the point that he doesn't increase his value by sitting out for an entire year. There was just no win there. And I think in the video that I retweeted, you said that he's not making any money by showing up the training camp, right? And does Josh Jacobs really need training camp? Now you want your players to get calloused up and, and, and get on the field, on the practice field to get loosened up for the regular season. But we all know that he wasn't going to make it, aside from maybe a workout bonus, he wasn't going to make any game checks showing up in August. Now, when the games do matter and he gets paid week by week, you're not going to miss out on those game checks. That was your point in that, in that video over on Twitter X. And sure enough, we're two weeks out. He shows up. He's all smiles, giving Dave Ziegler a pound in that, in that, in that video on the Raiders uh, Twitter X handle. Now, of course, that could, they let them know that the cameras are there, obviously. Of course. But of course. The, fact that, the, the fact that Jacobs returns and is back and dunks his new number eight jersey, the fact that he's just back in the fold, he's all in. Because I don't, I don't see Jacobs you know, giving half effort because he's no. salty about not getting a multi-year deal. He's, he's back. He's going to give you his all, as he said in the video, he's going to give you everything he's got this year. Right. And he gets the extra money and we don't know about the incentives. So he might even make more than the 12. At the same time, he also, it, it's good for him because if he comes out and has another year like he did last year, then guess what? The Raiders either have to come to the table and pay him. They can tag him. Yes. But this gives them more time. Mo, we've talked about this with contracts for the last couple of years, you and I on this show, which is sometimes you just need to buy more time, right? Just buy some more time, talk about it. And for the Raiders being cautious, saying, hey, look, we love the year you had last year. And I'm simplifying, of course. But, but you come out and prove it again on this team with this offense where you have an offensive line that's been together longer. You have a new quarterback who's a little more efficient than the old guy. Then, then suddenly we'll sit down and talk. If you start, if you come out and show what you show last year, then we'll sit down and talk about a deal. Also, though, it gives Josh Jacobs a little more control and leverage to say, okay, you know what? After next, if if I don't do that, or if you guys tell me, look, we can't get to an agreement, then I would just ask you, hey, let me go. And they could let him go. They could tag him. They could do whatever they want. Either way, he's going to make, I think, what fourteen something next year is the, what the cap goes up to. I can't the, remember. Sorry. Yeah, they tag would be back because because they were saying that if he's tagged again next year, he would make about twenty six million over the you know over between this years. year and next year. Correct. So if, if 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 it's twelve this year, it'll be about fourteen next year. Right. So either way, he's he's getting a two two million dollar raise. Um, and even if he gets tagged, not terrible for him. Although, hey, if he has another. Uh, you know, league-leading rushing mm -hmm. season, 
then um, yes, he, he can either demand some more money or if the Raiders are willing, they could let him go. We'll see what happens there. But, but, uh, but anyway, either way, like you said, Mo, I think both sides win, both get what they want. They get their running back in for the franchise. Josh Jacobs gets some more money and security for his family. You can't, uh, uh, you can't underscore how important that is for him and his family. Uh, Mo, what I want to talk about, you mentioned just a few seconds ago or minutes ago, which was about the rushing attempt. So bringing Josh Bake Jacobs back to the Raiders. What we saw in the preseason, and again, yes, we know it's preseason, uh, but from a rushing perspective, 78 attempts, 315 yards, 4.04 yards per rush. Um, not exactly explosive. Uh, and, and so it tells you what Josh Jacobs means to this team. If you look at the individual performances, just to show you how important he is to the team, Sincere McCormick led the team rushing-wise from a scoring perspective with two touchdowns. But from a yardage uh, rushing perspective, Damian Williams, who at the time of this recording, uh, we don't know if he's going to make the team. I doubt it. I think you on your um, uh, on your 53-man, I think, had him being cut as well. Um, he is 15, yard, 15 carries, 88 yards. Zamir White, and I think this is where the point, I know you've been taking a lot of pressure on social media over your concerns, <laughs> not criticisms, but concerns with Zamir White. 26 carries, so twice as many as Damian Williams, and two less yards, 86 yards. Past that, Sincere McCormick is the third leading rusher on the team in the preseason, 15 carries with 57 yards. So not exactly stuff to write home about. Okay, and um, that's important because that running back room, uh, Britton Brown goes on IR. Uh, We never really got to see him anyway. I liked what Damian Williams did, but he was showcasing himself for an opportunity elsewhere. They're not going to cut Zamir White. Zamir White is their draft pick from a year ago, so they're going to be committed to him. Sincere McCormick has some nice things, but he's not going to be a a bell carry back. He's not going to be... Uh, the guy to carry your team. So this team really needs Josh Jacobs. When you look at system, Josh McDaniel's system, run the ball, short intermediate passes that are high percentage passes. This guy was uh, neat. And now the Raiders, I think if you look past this, Mo, the Raiders have to think about what's next after Josh Jacobs because I don't think they have it in the room right now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I don't think so either. I, th- I remember there was an email or last week that asked us about the Raiders drafting a running back in 2024. And I said, absolutely. You draft a, a running back late day two, early day three, because Zermir White ain't it. And by what I mean by that is he could be a decent number two guy, but you're not building your ground attack. You're not building your run game around Zamir White with the way he's playing right now. And I, I'm not criticizing and saying he's a terrible football player. He should be cut or he should be waived. I'm saying that he's not a guy that's going to be the successor of Josh Jacobs if Josh Jacobs is not back next year. I want to hammer home this point again because I've said this multiple times. For a running back, you want them to be around four yards per carry. You read Zamir White's stats, I believe 26 rushes for 86 yards. That's below four yards per carry. Mm-hmm. It's considerably low, below four <laughs> yards per carry. So a lot of people, as you said, 
have been giving me a lot of uh, dust-ups on social media about my criticism or concerns about Zamir White. And someone said, why, why does Zamir White get hate? And I, and I just want to put this <laughs> out there and say, I didn't say Zamir White was a bad person. I didn't attack his character. I didn't say anything about him personally, so it's not hate. Anybody, I haven't heard any, I haven't seen or heard any hate directed towards Zamir White. I haven't seen anyone criticize Zamir White the person. It's all been about his game, his vision, his inability to break tackles. That's not hate. That's what you're you're seeing in in games. Watch the football games and you'll see it. He doesn't break tackles. He goes down after contact. He's not the guy that's going to get you those extra one or two yards after taking a hit. That's just not him right now. Now, Mm -hmm. will will he eventually get that? I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen any running backs gain, you know, vision. But there's a point that he's a downhill runner. And I think when he has to have things develop in front of him, it's hard for him to find holes. So if you're going to if you're going to run zone plays or have him read things in front of him and and be patient, uh, be a more patient runner. That's not that's not his run style. His run style is get the ball, go make one cut, go downhill. But the offensive line has to open things up for him. If the offensive line, I said this after the first preseason game, if the offensive line isn't an opening lanes for Zamir White, he's not a creator. He's not going to create anything outside of what the offensive line provides for him. And that's right. not a that's that's not a criticism. That's what you're seeing on on the on the TV and on film. No, and that's the thing. We we you look at any of the folks who cover the Raiders or the NFL, and I think the the book on Zamir White is all the same. Good young player. Uh, some promising moments, but yes, not a uh, uh, not a a back that you're going to count on to carry that team and to do exactly what you need them to do, especially in that system. And then you look in the draft for next year. I'm mean, looking at the list here. Of course, Travion Henderson at Ohio State, a little smaller guy, but a, a great running back. Raheem Sanders out of Arkansas, and uh, Braylon Allen out of Wisconsin. Some th- there's good running backs in the next draft that have a little more of that ability. I know it's college to NFL. So you have to see how they do. But to me, that's the point with this team. And again, the system and running that system and what you need to do, that's important because you need to set up your success. You need to set up those passes with that run. That's how it works. Uh, If the Raiders can't effectively run the ball, they're going to have trouble. Again, we've mentioned it. Jimmy Garoppolo can pass the ball long, but that's not what he does well all the time. You can't count yourself uh, a good offensive team if you have to continue to pass the ball on third and long. That's why you need a good running game. So we'll see how that all runs out. But getting Josh Jacobs back in there is a huge deal for this team. I know everybody feels that. I know you agree with me, Mo, that uh, this team, we've said it consistently, would be so much better with Josh Jacobs back there. And he will be there for week one against Denver. Okay, we're going to take our break. When we come back, we have a special guest with us, Sean Salisbury, of course, now with iHeartRadio, he's got his show down in Houston, the Sean Salisbury Show, formerly of ESPN, uh, and he's got another side venture, uh, which has a little bit to do with me. So I'll talk to you guys about that when we come back, and we'll talk about Sean. We'll get his impression of the Raiders, the quarterback situation, the AFC West. It'll be a more general conversation, but we'll get his thoughts on the Raiders, too. We're going to ask him, are the Raiders maybe flying a little bit under the radar? Could they be better than people are giving them credit for. We'll reach all of those conclusions with Sean Salisbury coming up here on after the break, I should say, with Mo and Scott on Silver and Black today. Don't go anywhere. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.